This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now, another Astros podcast. Here's Brian McCann. Now Gary Sanchez, the catcher, will go out and talk to the rookie left-hander. And he's been really good against lefties. In all situations, they're batting just 167 off of him. Well, he's only thrown one changeup to a lefty this year, so you can eliminate that if you're McCann. The 0-1 pitch, here it is, and that ball's lifted way deep to right. That's got a chance. If it's fair, there it goes. Brian McCann, three-run homer to put the Astros up three to nothing, his sixth of the season. Well, we talked about it right before how Jordan Montgomery has thrown just one changeup to a left-handed hitter all year. And according to pitch effects, that pitch that Brian McCann just hit out is the second changeup that Montgomery mm. has thrown to a left-handed hitter all year. Right in his wheelhouse. Well, you talk about the short porch in left field. That wouldn't have mattered anywhere. And welcome back. Robert Ford and Steve Sparks joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno as the Astros get set to take on the Yankees in game two of today's doubleheader and uh, special day for for a lot of us Jeff Mother's Day and uh, a lot of us have moms who are a big reason why we're we're doing what we're doing today and I know your mom Bobby was a, a really big influence on you she was uh, she and my dad met and got married in New York City and so she was a Yankees fan and even though I was born and raised in Mexico City she used to sit me on her bed and watch the Yankees when I was a little kid so definitely a, a big influence and Mother's Day is the day I remember her every year and it's special and I want to wish a happy Mother's Day to everybody out there. Hey Jeff talk about this team for a little bit and come into New York it's a big road trip and there was a lot of hype uh, national hype about this series and couldn't have gotten two better pitching performances in the first two games with with Keiko and McCullers. Really was I mean this is a big series because these are two very good teams and Mm -hmm. there's a good likelihood that both of these teams are going to be in the postseason and so for us to face each other uh, this time of year is great opportunity for our guys to get a test, and definitely Keiko and McCullers stepped up and delivered two good outings, and Morton today. You know, whenever you have a doubleheader, obviously pitching is always a big concern, and making sure you have enough pitching, and you'll have Dion Diaz back up for the second game. Maybe we'll get to see him pitch one of these days. He, he was up uh, when Michael Feliz was on the uh, family medical emergency list, didn't get into a game in Anaheim last weekend, but obviously a guy who has been impressive at AAA so far. He has, and when you're in this role of the guy that comes up when there's a, a, a need, you know, you might not get to pitch all the time, but he won't be activated until the second game. That's the rule. You get to add a guy for the second game, but uh, if there's an opportunity to use him, I'm sure A.J. will, and it's great for him to at least know that he's the guy that gets called upon. Jeff, I guess sometimes when you get a guy in a platoon situation, uh, a lefty in particular, and he doesn't get to face too many lefties, you know, you, it just it just goes sour for, for the most part. But McCann and Reddick so far this year have been able to play against some lefties, getting more reps in there, and it looks like they're handling their own Reddick with a base hit off of Roldis Chapman the other day, and, of course, McCann, a big three-run homer off of a lefty. You're right about that. I mean, our, the performance of our lefties against left-handed pitchers has been really uh, positive this year. Mm-hmm. And it's important because if you have to have a strict platoon, you're really limiting yourself. And we know McCann you know, can play every day. We know Reddick can play every day. And Aoki can as well. And all of them have done a nice job 
when they're facing the lefties. And obviously in this series, it turned out to be the difference for two of us. Once again, joined by Astros general manager Jeff Luno before the Astros take on the Yankees once again. And uh, you look at the Astros farm system. We've talked a lot the last few years about uh, all the success that they've had getting to the postseason, some championships. Well, Corpus Christi, something they're not accustomed to, a 10-game losing streak, which they finally ended yesterday. And, and fortunately, we don't, we don't see that very often with Corpus or any of the other Astros affiliates. We don't. And, you know, we stress development more than winning in the minor leagues, but it's obviously nice when both of them happen together and we don't like going through those extended periods of slumps, if you will. But the good news is that we've got a lot of players that are playing well on all of these teams and improving their stock, not only as potential call-ups for us, but, but potential trade pieces. So we're pretty happy with our system. We think we've got a lot of uh, depth and a lot of prospects. Jeff, don't you think it's important for guys in the minor leagues to kind of go through some of those uh, adverse moments uh, in their career and, and learn how to pull together as a team to, to, to break a slump like that? No question about it. There's, you know, you're going to face adversity both as an individual player as well as the yeah. team. and. The more often they've gone through it and gotten to the other side, they know what it takes, and that's important. Well, Derek Fisher's off to a, a great start this season. 16-game hitting streak in, in AAA right now, and obviously one of your best positional prospects in the organization. Can't say enough about him. He looks pretty close. He is close. I, he's a guy that well, I wouldn't hesitate to bring up. He's got speed. He's got power. He's hitting for average. His OPS is close to 1,000. Mm. And this guy's, you know, he's, he's the full package. And, and, and fortunately, we haven't had any injuries to outfielders. And we've got Tioscar as well, who's able to come up. But to have that kind of depth is going to be huge for us because we know it's going to be a long summer and we know we're going to need these guys. Yeah, you've seen the Astros sign quite a few players out of Cuba the, the last couple of years or so. Of course, the most prominent is Yuli Gurriel, who's who's with the big league club after signing last year. I want to ask you about a pitcher by the name of Ioannis Kiala, who signed out of Cuba. He's pitching down at Buiz Creek. He's actually starting today, 3-1 and one with a 2.70 ERA. And I remember when you guys brought him in and signed him, uh, when you were signing a bunch of Cuban guys, remember you guys really really talking him up as someone you felt like had a very bright future. Yeah, we signed him the same time we signed Alejandro Garcia uh, two, two and a half years ago, and he's been really good. I think the thing that I like most about him is he throws strikes. He's got a good fastball, and he's a guy that had a slider, but we asked him to develop a curveball. He's done a terrific job with it. He's got a full complement of five pitches, and he's really a guy that right now that is rocketing up our, our priority list, and you know we're going to continue to be excited about him. Another guy on that staff, Jeff, is Alex Winkleman, and you talk about strike throwing, just four walks and 29 innings pitch. 39 strikeouts, uh, another lefty. We talk about the lefties here lately, but you guys are stockpiling some of those guys, and he's only 23 years old. We are. This is a guy from the 2015 draft. He was at four different levels last year. Lefty, like you said, he's got a four-seam, he's got a two-seam, he's got a nice slider, he can hit both sides of the plate. And, you know, this guy is one of our inventory, and you never know which one's going to hit, but from southeast Missouri, uh, a good, another good draft pick by Mike Elias and his crew. All right, Jeff Luno, Astros General Manager, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Enjoy the long day. 2-1. <laughs> Gaddis hits it hard. Backhanded by Gregorius. Gets to his feet. Throws to first in time. And that is the ball game. Yankees come from behind. Big seventh inning. And they take game one of this twin bill from the Astros by a final of 11-6. Astros win streak comes to an end at five games. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with one of the Yankee greats, Paul O'Neill, who does the uh, television broadcast with the Yankees now. And on Derek Jeter Day, retiring his number, I want to ask you a question. You were with the, the Yankees at that time, Paul, for a couple years. When he came up to the big leagues, what were you thinking? What were you expecting when, when you saw Jeter walk in? 
Well, I mean, you hear all about you know your first round picks and how this kid is going to be the the, the next phenom and. You know, we had a good team, and we were coming back uh, from just making the playoffs. And, you know, the big question is, selfishly, is is this kid good enough for this team to play shortstop every day and this team still win a championship? And, you know, in spring training, I remember the first play he made, he threw the ball in the stands, and kind of everybody's thinking, <laughs> looking around, like, wow. But then, you know, opening day, eye-opening experience, made some great plays, hit a home run, and just the confidence uh, from day one is – and his ability to, to really want to compete. I mean, that uh, was what I never, uh, you, you kind of take it for granted, but that was, was his strength. When you watched him kind of go about his business, and you were a guy that liked to wear his emotion on his sleeve, and uh, when you watched him, it just seemed like he had that, uh, that steely demeanor right from the start. Yeah, I mean, he, uh, he, was, he never backed down, there's no doubt about that. And he was able to, uh, which a lot of players aren't in New York, he was able to do three, four, five different things before a game started. But once the game started, you know, he was ready to play baseball. And I never thought that he was ever out there unprepared. And, um, you know, he, he was a kid that grew up dreaming about playing for the Yankees, and uh, he got to fulfill that dream. Now, thinking about your kids, and I believe your oldest son was about six years old by the time he reached the major leagues. And as, as you played with Derek for a few years, were your, were your kids enamored? You know, obviously the shortstop and kind of the face of the franchise. Yeah, he immediately became that face, and he was on every magazine cover yeah. and every shoot. And he was always, uh, even to my kids to this day, will will tell me stories about being in the locker room and Jeter coming up and. Uh, saying how you doing little O'Neal and this and that so he was always uh, really good at that and entertaining people and kids but like I said once the game started uh, you know he, he, he was there to play let me get your first impressions of Aaron Judge a lot of people talk about his demeanor like Jeter uh, what do you see from him early on I, I, you know his attitude and just I mean he He's got great talent. He's got great size, and if you watch him just take batting practice, you know it's it's it's, it's unbelievable. But he also has just a great attitude. He, he's happy to be here. He's polite. He's nice. Um, and you don't always see that you know, with kids that are you know brought up to the major leagues expecting to be stars. So um, you know, is he going to get better? Yeah, he's going to get better. But he's off to a great start, and a big reason why the Yankees are where they are. Paul O'Neill, one of the Yankee greats. Thanks for catching up. Take care. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Alonzo Powell, Astros assistant hitting coach. And uh, it's really been amazing to, to watch this offense this year after getting off to a bit of a slow start. They've been really good with runners in scoring position, particularly runners in scoring position and two out. Why do you think this team has been so good in those scenarios? We have a, a lot of guys that grind out at bats and they're, make, they're making the pitchers work. And, you know, with two outs, you know, you have to bear down. You have to get a hit. You know, you can't hit a ground ball. You can't hit a fly ball. You got to, you know, grind that bat and somehow come up with the base hit. Do you think that you talk about grinding out these at bats? you think it's contagious? Because when you see a few guys doing it in a lineup, it's almost like it spreads to everybody else, right? Oh, no doubt. It's very contagious. George sets the tone with that by working the count, leading off a game, you know, and it goes all the way down to Nori or Jake or who may ever be batting ninth. But, you know, the guys, again, they're, they're putting together great at-bats. They're making the pitchers work. And uh, when they make a mistake, uh, they're getting a big hit when we really need it. 
guy who's been getting quite a few hits lately is Alex Bregman. He's hit safely in uh, 11 of his last 12 games, had a, had a 10-game hit streak recently. Uh, what's been the key for, for Alex Bregman? Got off to a slow start. I know, obviously, spring training was a little different for him. I'm not going to make any excuses for Alex. You know, he's, he was prepared, ready to go. Hit some balls hard, didn't have uh, the greatest of luck. You know, that always uh, hurts you sometimes in the beginning of the season, and, and it gets overlooked in the stats. But he comes in every day with a great mindset, a good plan, and uh, you know he's been hitting the ball hard uh, lately, and uh, they've been falling in for him. Carlos Correa is another guy. Got off to a little bit of a slow start, but man, he's he's been on fire of late. What do you see from Carlos Correa when he's struggling? What do you see from him when you know he's going well? Well, I think the biggest key with Carlos is, and it's almost with any good hitter, yeah. is when you get your pitch, you, you have to hit it hard and put it in play. And uh, early in the season, he was getting some uh, pitches that he normally handles. He, he fouls them off or gets a little quick and hits it on the ground. But uh, the last, uh, probably last 10 days, you know, he's been doing some pretty good damage when he gets a pitch that he can handle. And, uh, you know, that's the Carlos Correa that we're accustomed to seeing. Now, watching Carlos Beltran around the cage, certainly in the cage, I mean, he clearly goes in there with a plan when, when he's taking batting practice of what he's trying to accomplish out there. But also just watching him work with the other hitters, it almost looks like he's helping those guys out to a certain extent as well. Are you seeing that? Oh, no doubt. 18 years of uh, major league experience, you know, he's seen it. He has a, a wonderful way about his preparation. And, uh, you know, he's passing that on to the guys, you know, to learn how to prepare a little bit better. But, you know, to watch a guy like Cardo, Carlos uh, Beltran, not only him, McCann, yeah. Reddick, Ioki, how they go about it, you know, these guys are, you know, not, they don't want to be complimentary pieces. You know, they're here to win, but at the same time, you know, they're going to help the young guys improve their games. Now, you played in Japan and uh, won some batting tiles over there, played very well. Nori Aoki, of course, played in Japan. Now, Aoki's been in the big leagues now for a few years, so he's used to kind of the routine that you have in the big leagues. But how is the pregame preparation different in the United States than it is in Japan? It's a lot more practice. It's a more structured practice uh, at your home games. They set up two batting cages. They'll have a lefty thrown on one side, a righty thrown on the other side. And it's almost like a driving range where, you know, balls are flying all over the place. But, you know, they, they put in a lot of work. Uh, you know, Nori's uh, accustomed to, you know, working hard as he grew up in Japan. He, he loves the little bit of the laid back um, environment here. But at the same time, you know, every day he's hitting off the machines. He's getting his work in. It's fun because, you know, I get to uh, mess with Nori a little bit in Japanese. And, yeah. and we compare about, you know, Japan and America. So, you know, that helps our relationship. Alonzo Powell, Astros assistant hitting coach. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot for having me, Robert. This has been a production. And whoever in this crowd wasn't standing before, well, they're getting to their feet now. Of the Houston Astros. This place is rocking right now. Radio Network.